Hey, welcome to Set the Record Podcast. I'm Malcolm Anthony, my partner in crime, Chicago's very own, Kev Hernandez. Yes, hello, come through, come come through, come through. <laughs> yo, 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 subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Set the Record Pod, like the Facebook page, Set the Record Podcast, leave us a voicemail, we'd love to hear from you, anchor.fm slash set the record pod. Special thanks to IndiePod News, and as always, if you haven't heard 20 on the town, check him out. We got an amazing show for you today, number 143, and uh, I hope you had a happy 4th of July. All your fingers and toes are still hopefully attached, and uh, (laughs) we're going to talk about some NBA Finals, an amazing, amazing group of talent here. We've got some oddballs for you, of course, you know Kevin and I. Got some rumors in the NFL, some rumors in the UFC, and we're here to talk about it today on episode 143. So, Kev, man, what you think? I love it, dude. It sounds like it's going to be a fun episode. I'm ready for it. Well, Kev, I got to ask, did you have a happy 4th of July? <laughs> dude, thank you. Thank you for asking me. I really appreciate that, dude. Oh, yes, I, I, I sure did. I just, you know, spent it with the family. We started a uh, tradition last year, and this year we did the same where we went out. Uh, just here in Broken Arrow, we just went out to a, uh, we rented out a couple of hotel rooms for a couple of nights with like pools and everything. You know, the restaurants are now open, the bars are now opening again in the hotel. So it was just, man, the last few days have been just pure relaxation, recuperation. Even yesterday with the 4th of July, man, your boy just enjoyed the show it seems like everybody was just going off fireworks were uh, all sold out man it was a thing of beauty bro uh, how was yours what did you do how was your fourth of july my friend for sure thank you absolutely it was wonderful and you're right uh the fireworks were on like full display last night um Yes. I think with the pandemic last year uh not as many people bought fireworks and they stayed home and and stuff. So this year was like a full on war zone of fireworks yes. outside. It was it was like each neighbor was competing with each other. Yeah. It, it was who could blow up the mailbox the loudest and the fastest. <laughs> uh, it was some incredible stuff going on last night. Um, and really, uh, I hope safety was the key. And I, I had a lot of fun. Uh, my yes. wife and I had a good time looking at. Um, the fireworks. We saw some of Broken Arrows. We saw some of uh, Claremore's, Catoosa's. We we kind of drove around and and kind of indulged in all of it. So yeah. it was a really neat uh, neat night. But yeah, man, absolutely happy, safe Fourth of July for everyone. Right. And uh, yeah, man, we we had fireworks really in the NBA playoffs, man, this year, right? I mean, just holy moly, bro! I know. <laughs> Let's get. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about the NBA Finals. Let's get into it. Well, fine. You said it. Basketball. That's all I'm saying. Let's play basketball. They did it. You called it, man. You said this was the matchup. That this is like this is what it was going to be. That it was going to be the Suns versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Two teams, man. That it's been more than ten years since they each reached the finals and it's just man it's a phenomenal group of guys dude yeah sons um getting the chance in what 90 oh lord oh 1993 what's yeah, that 90 1993 yeah i thought it was, yeah 93 season and then the the bucks was 74 so it's been that's right a long Shit. time for both organizations absolutely and um with this, we got two teams um, in the Suns uh, coming in almost at full strength. Chris Paul dealing with a, a minor injury and um, Giannis. And COVID. And COVID protocols. And, and yeah, I had the COVID stuff. And um, and Giannis obviously dealing with um, the hyperextended knee, um, which yes. that looked gnarly. I don't know if you've ever hyperextended your knee, but I've had someone physically kick me in the knee and my knee did that. Oh, um, uh, and it was it was one of the most brutal pains I've ever had in my life. Uh, so if Giannis can bounce back to play basketball within a week, uh, he's superhuman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's vibranium, bro. 
Like, uh, yeah, yeah. You know he, what I'm the, saying? He, like, he, something's going on. No, no. He, uh, Superman strength, uh, in Giannis for sure. Uh, but yes. no, the series, uh, the, the Bucks ended the, ended the Hawks this weekend in really spectacular fashion. Had a giant lead, of course, in game six and slowly the Hawks dwindled that down to make it a game in the fourth quarter. Right. Um, but, that's what I saw over the weekend. What'd you witness? Yeah, man. I, I witnessed the, uh, uh, what is it? The um, appearance, the, uh, well, Chris Middleton, man. Drew Holiday. This is what we've been wanting to see. This is why. Yeah, the emergence. The emergence, exactly. Thank you. Oh, man. You're so, yes. The emergence of these guys, because we've been expecting this. Like, this is what Giannis needed I think it's. Uh, I feel terrible that Giannis is out at the moment, but the, he, he the, needed a the, solid number two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. I didn't even realize that was a shit joke. <laughs> oh my goodness! No way. Hey man, uh, Chris Middleton finally showed up to this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. Oh, okay. Good. Good. Man. Wow. You blew my mind. But uh. uh Chris Middleton, like, this is what I wanted. This is what we've been all, like, he's capable of heating up. And then once he gets hot, dude, you cannot stop him. It was actually pretty cool to see. Another thing was that the Bucks against the Hawks, the last three games, held the lead wire to wire. You know what I mean? Throughout, like, it was, they never once lost the lead in the last three games. And I, I didn't think it was like that. I thought it was a lot closer. But no, nah, man, the, the Bucks really put it against the Hawks. And then Trey Young being hurt, man, totally. And then the Hawks, the, the whole Hawks, they're all injured, dude. There's a bunch of injured birds out there. <laughs> yeah, there was, absolutely. <laughs> and they still made it this far. Like, that didn't yeah. say anything about the team and the coaching. Like, man. Seriously. Yeah, it's, it's no, man. I, I'm excited for the, the Hawks for sure. But yes, dude, tomorrow the NBA Finals begin. And I'm, I'm excited to see Chris Paul. Like, he's, it's so funny because he's, I feel like everybody's putting on that pressure on him that he has. But, from what we saw last year and then this year, especially, I think he, you can't argue that he's not a Hall oh of Fame point guard. Yeah. Like you, he's the one you're going to want to model your game after. Yeah, he's amazing. man. It's amazing. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, this guy. Yeah, absolutely. You know how, uh, yeah, people have that prototype of what they want their, you know, quarterback or their point guard or their, uh, whatever to be. And this is that uh, of the most like gifted uh smart i mean he i mean he plays the 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 right way man he's chris paul really will go down as a top top three point guard ever um especially if he gets this championship yes and another interesting thing just about the Bucks and the suns man is that this is the first nba final since 1977 with zero of the uh active teammates uh with a winning title you know what I mean? Like, these are all fresh, brand new. This is the finals for everyone. This is the first finals for everyone on the on their active players. So I, I want to see how that shows, or the, the nerves. Is Devin Booker going to be the same Devin Booker? Bro, they broke his nose in the last series. No. Right? <laughs> like, he, oh man, it's crazy. This season's been, this season has been, the playoffs has been absolutely crazy. Yeah, with well, Devin Booker... I think he's going to show out. And that's why I think the Suns, really, in this series, Giannis, uh, barring the fact that he'll come back, they say he's going to play um, in game yes. one. Um, so I'm pretty sure I'm not. the Bucks are going to be regular full-strength Bucks. And, and what they showed these last few games is that they could win without Giannis. And if they could bring any of that fire, they'll make a series out of the Suns. But I still see the Suns taking it in six, man. Devin Booker will be Devin Booker. Uh, Chris Paul will show why he's the point guard, and and really somebody who struggled the whole series um, in the Western Conference Finals was Jay Crowder until that last game. Um, yeah. I think Jay Crowder is going to be the pivotal piece. It sounds crazy. Just like Cameron Payne was a lot in this last series, um, mm-hmm. I think Jay, they're, they're, they're supporting cast guys are really going to be the difference uh, makers. Um, I mean, Chris Paul's obviously going to do Chris Paul things, man. He, he's he's going to make the right pass. He's not going to make a lot of turnovers. Um, and he's he, that's yes. that's Chris Paul. He's not going to score a whole lot. He might give you one game where he puts up a 25-piece. Uh, mm-hmm. But they, I don't think they'll be needing Chris Paul's 
uh, uh, point scoring. You know what I mean? I don't think they're going right. to need his offense more than his his brain out there on the court. DeAndre Absolutely. Ayton was phenomenal out there. Uh, like I said, I I think this is the the se- the series that's really going to bank on the supporting cast. And if you see the Suns minus Devin Booker and minus uh, Chris Paul, everybody else is good. You know what I'm saying? They've got guys not like the Bucks who you're wondering may show up or not, like Chris Middleton yes. and Drew Holiday. You're seeing right. guys who are for sure going to show up. Um, and they're going to give it everything they got. Cameron Payne, like I mentioned before, Bridges, Crowder, uh, Dario Saric. They, they've got guys who are gunning for this. And, and in my opinion, the Bucks. Uh, I, P.J. Tucker hasn't showed up. And, and it's hit and miss with Drew and, and Middleton. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that Brooke Lopez is, is got yes. the, the cojones to deal that. with DeAndre, man. <laughs> the Cajones Aiton man might be eating you know what I'm saying yes yes I, I you know what I love what you were saying because you it reminded me of like Andre Iguodala for the Golden State Warriors you know he ended up being the NBA Finals MVP but all season long it was Clay Thompson and Steph Curry do you know what I mean and Andre came up in the finals really played a lot of defense and I think that's what uh, uh, maybe Jay Crowder has that in him you know what I mean he's gonna step up uh, one guy, or just in the, just to defend the Bucks, because if you just touched on him right now, I was just about to bring him up. Is Brook Lopez? Um, he was slow at first against the Hawks. You know, I know what you mean. Like it's how you don't ever. He shouldn't be your leading scorer, but he has been, and he's playing really well. And so has Bobby Portis. Bobby yep. Portis, dude, he's a freaking. Yeah, he reminds me of like a young Joe King Noah. Kind of looks like Kevin Garnett. You know what I mean? They all kind of like they're all meshed into Bobby Portis. And he, he <laughs> when he was on the Bulls, dude, he broke uh, Mirotic's uh, face, his eye, right here, under, right underneath the eyeball in a practice game. Just like, uh, you know, just thinks he's an emotional guy, you know? <laughs> so I think... Talk shit, get hit. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes, dude. And I feel like with P.J. Tucker on the squad, and P.J. Tucker changes the Bucks entirely. Defensively, like that, he did. He brought a whole mentality out there. I yes. So I feel like the Bucks can really go at the Suns, and this is Giannis is on uh, Giannis Giannis's time, and I was being like Giannis is Santa Giannis is time to really get out. This is I think this is his absolutely best shot at the finals, just because of the way things yeah, panned out and the yeah. injuries. You know, like oh man, and then even yeah. with the Heat, you know what I'm saying? Just the revenge against the Heat. I, oh man, this is his best opportunity at this yet. Yeah, and, and you're right, and maybe ever, because you're right. What you mentioned is the Eastern Conference ain't getting worse, bro. We just said nope. the Atlanta Hawks, the five seed, just made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> they beat they beat Philadelphia, bro. They, I mean, the Nets obviously are going to bounce back. Um, you know, so yes. the, this is for sure Giannis's best chance, maybe in his ever, in his whole career, yes. to win this championship. Yes. With the Milwaukee Bucks. With the Bucks. Yes, correct, <laughs> correct, correct. Um, yeah, and and man, you're you're so right. And I, that, but that, I feel bad for even saying because I, I like I like Giannis, man. I like his, yeah. his his game. I like his heart. I like his personality. The guy. I like the guy, man. The man. Yes. Giannis. And, yes. and and uh, that's what makes it hard for me to root for the Suns because the Suns also took out my Lakers team. So I gotta have Hello. a team that beat me. Who I thought was the second best team in the whole NBA, anyways. Yeah. Um, I need them to win the whole thing. So um, <laughs> that's just how I, I slice it. it up. I know. I get it. And I get it. And, I, and it's funny because you're not biased. Do you know what I mean? You're not like, okay, the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you're not no, afraid. I'm, I'm, this is the team that beat my team. You know what no, I'm saying? Yeah, and that's I am awesome. coming into this for sure unbiased. And you saw what, what, what they were capable of, how they dominated that first round series against the Lakers. I mean, injuries aside, they really they they showed why um, Chris Paul needed to be with a team uh, like the Suns. What he did with the Thunder, I mean, Chris Paul everywhere he goes, he makes the whole organization change. Yes. Um, so what we've seen him do with the Suns was really no surprise. If we include what the Suns did in the bubble without Chris Paul and then exactly. throw Chris Paul on that team, dude, whoa, this was predictable. So, yes. um, 
That's interesting. So, yeah, here we are with with an amazing NBA Finals starting tomorrow. Uh, man, Game One's in Phoenix. How do you think Game One plays out? Ah, my goodness, it's going to be absolutely. It, it's going to be like a a Phoenix Suns pep rally. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be, like, the most loudest place on the planet, dude. It's going to be absolutely insane. It's going to be hard for the Milwaukee Bucks to go into something like that. I am positive. It's going to be I'm, sun and fun, huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be, man, it's going to be um, like really exciting. I have a feeling yeah. that uh, it's just, you can always, you can kind of feel the excitement already right now. And I know tomorrow, I'm going to be looking forward to that, uh, 8 p.m. tip-off, 7.30 p.m. tip-off. You know how they're always messing. I'm going to watch the... There's always a pregame. I'm going to watch the national anthem, homie. I'm going to put on... Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to get dressed up for it. You know, I'm going to get a suit and tie. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the finals, homie. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. ABC's got it for us. And, um, yeah, my prediction in this game is the first quarter is going to be a super low-scoring quarter. Uh, you know, 19 to 15 something. Nerves are going to be out. Yes. Uh, in the first quarter, the guys will figure it out, um, settle down, and get into their space. Suns win uh, game one by seven. Uh, you know, 107 to 100, I think, is how game one will go. Uh, but yeah, man, Suns are going to take it uh, in game one, and we'll see how the series plays out. But uh, man, I, I'm, I'm so excited for this series. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Yes, dude. I can agree with you more. Absolutely. Man, how about we step out of the shop and touch upon these odd balls? Oh, you know what? That's a good groping. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. All right. I am going to tell you a story, and then I would like you to, I'm going to give you a series of where did this happen? All right. I'm going to give you the name of the city. Just yesterday, the 4th of July in Rockwall, a woman was arrested, okay, after she joined the Rockwall 4th of July parade on a tractor without permission, avoiding police, and wrecked. All before 11 a.m. <laughs> Bro, the police, right, so the... Uh, there's a parade going on, right? This young, well, young lady, a uh, 61-year-old woman drove. Yeah, she's right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. She's just, uh, you know, uh, just living uh, the best of her life, oh best of her years. Of those golden years. <laughs> Bro, she was driving on the same road that the parade was on. She ended up uh, ripping through one signs after officials and officers that were just like walking for the parade try to pull her off the tractor she ends up taking off on this thing drives quite dangerously um there's a very i'm, I'm looking at a photo there's actually quite a few uh, video of her just driving an old tractor through this parade and uh, police officers had to like ram her off the road they forced her off the road where she crashed to, into a fence and the tractor was disabled <laughs> <laughs> Dude, can you imagine something like that? In the, oh man, like I, I get it. People are going. People want to get out. Please be careful. Uh, it's funny. She was. She was. She was like. Uh, she wanted to join the parade because she was really proud of her. Uh, well, sixty-one-year-old tractor. And it's funny because her and the tractor were. Uh, uh, I have the same age. <laughs> they were sharing a birthday. Yes. Yes. Well, I wanted to ask you, man. This is Rockwall. Where in the good U.S. of A. Florida, Texas, or Georgia? Well, rock on. This sounds like a... Well, you know what? I, we The craziest things happen in Florida. I'm going to go with Florida. Final answer. Florida, man. This is closer than you think. This was in Texas, dude. What? <laughs> no Bro, way. I didn't hear... I've never heard of Rockwall. But then when I started looking it up, dude, apparently... Uh, Rockwall is the gnarliest little town in Texas, man. You... Do not want to be caught out there after eight or before eleven a.m. <laughs> <laughs> the, the prime times of Rockwall are between noon and seven p.m. 
you no man it is just oh man just be safe out there in texas dude and uh, oh again you mentioned at the top of the show if you have all four fingers and toes like you know you you had a good night <laughs> <laughs> that, if that's not the darnest truth i don't know what is yeah it, hey man everything they say everything's bigger in texas so uh i'm sure the tractor was huge dude it's a thing of beauty too uh, like, um it's bigger than her it's amazing <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I got I got some some interesting news for you today uh, in with my oddball, and we're gonna take this into a, a little segment we like to call foosball. Yes, we got, dude. We got my boy Ryan Fitzpatrick, Mister Fitz Magic. Uh, he's ended up with my Washington football team, and man, why, Ryan Ryan's been a journeyman. You know, he's been all over the the league. You know, he's yes. he's one to really he plays. He likes to play with everybody, Ryan. He doesn't absolutely. There's no, there's no discrimination with the man. So I appreciate him with my team. And needless to say, he's got the chance to break one of his record. Um, Ryan uh-huh. Fitz, Fitzpatrick has lost to 28 NFL teams, and if things go sideways this season, he could wind up making it 31. Um. <laughs> Only seven quarterbacks have lost to 30 different teams, and he could be one of them. A couple of these guys, uh, Drew Brees, you might know the guy. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Lost to 30 different teams. Okay, we've got uh, (laughs) Brett Favre has also lost to 30 different teams. Okay, okay. Matt Hasselbeck, John Kitna, Drew Bledsoe. Alex Smith, Carson Palmer, and my Legrant. boy, soon to be Ryan Fitzpatrick, could join this list. Who's uh, lost at least twenty-seven or more teams? Yes. So no, yeah, he he's gonna be he's he's approaching. Like I said, he's approaching to be uh, one of seven uh, guys to currently now one of eight if he can break I- this. Fold. That is hilarious. Uh, uh, what do you think? Side of bad news: If my Washington football team <laughs> explodes this year in a very negative way, that's what uh, I'm saying. Are you, bottom line: Are you in or out? <laughs> do you think yeah, you're going to break? Yeah, it? I think he's going to break that's it. The question. Yeah, you are. are you, dude, yeah, man. What do you think? Do you you think Fitzpatrick is gonna have a? Do I a, think a... he breaks this awful record this year? No, I honestly think my Washington football team with Ryan has the best chance to win the division. Um, aside from the Cowboys, who I really don't like to admit, uh, with Dak Prescott back, uh, really have a chance if they could. Uh, Offense on the field, uh, their defense is gonna get exposed. But uh, yeah, no, I'm out. I, I really, I think Washington should win the division. Oh, good. Okay. Well, okay. That's exciting. That's something that's um, uh, you know, keep on the back burner. I'll keep that in but mind for sure. It's possible that Ryan Ryan Fitz Magic could be Fitz Disaster. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Ryan Fitz, he's Ryan throwing fits, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Even, oh, that's so funny. Yes. Well, we'll see, man, because uh, from what I hear, there has been some fits. There's been some tantrums. There's been some withholdings. The NFL is turning into a little gossip not gossip but rumor you know things are going on man things are there's a lot of drama going on behind the scenes man and i it's i'm curious i'm curious what have you heard dude Uh oh you know what i have i've heard some crazy stuff and hey as a bears fan bear down you you may have liked the option here now let's see uh what you think? Now, Aaron Rodgers, there was rumors uh, that Aaron Rodgers is going to opt out of the 2021 season. Um, mm. And there, there was reasons to do that. Obviously, he was gonna, uh, there was the, the COVID uh, protocol thing. He could have used that as an easy out. Um, yeah. There's, they're now saying that uh, deadline is passed, but there's still the option for Rodgers to just sit the season because... 
what the Green Bay Packers have kind of subjected him to this this last couple of years. Um, they're not really getting people to help him um, on the team with their drafts. It seems like um, they just kind of are, are looking forward to their future without him. And, and as, yes. as the guy who just won the MVP, I'd be a little insulted as well. Definitely. Um, and, and definitely be demanding a trade, um, in my opinion. But, yeah, you know, uh, there's, there's definite rumors uh, of him going to uh, Denver if, if things don't pan out. You know, like I said, there's okay. lots, of, lots of stuff happening here, either an opt-out possible, um, Aaron Rodgers being traded. Um, but I, I really don't see him in, uh, in, in Green Bay. How do you feel about that as a Bears fan? Oh, man. I'll tell you this. The, I, man, the Packers, dude, you, you, I almost like some, I flinch sometimes whenever the people bring up, anybody brings up the Packers just because of the, just the constant beat down. So now that I hear that things aren't working out with Aaron Rodgers, well, how do I feel? I'm, I, I'm in love with that. I think that's a great feeling and I think we deserve it as Bears fans. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. You got, a three-headed Just quarterback monster right now. So, yes. what well, do you what uh, do you do? I've man, and it would even prior to this, where the Packers have had Aaron Rodgers for so long, so con- uh, consecutively, just a healthy Aaron Rodgers. The Bears have gone through so many different quarterbacks. My dude, it I I, I, I flinch at the word quarterback. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like uh the ah. Uh, so, As a Washington fan, I completely feel your pain. <laughs> We've gone yeah. through so many quarterbacks. Right? So, man, I hate to hear that Aaron Rodgers is going out, like they, that the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are treating, like they're not being met with respect or dignity. Because you're absolutely right. I totally forgot that Aaron Rodgers is was the MVP just last season. Just a season ago. He's the MVP, you know? And, yeah, raining like look, dog. He's like, I was the best I ever been <laughs> last year, and you still ain't doing shit to help me. Yes, like it's just so surprising because I've never seen a quarterback. I mean, not in recent times, do anything like this before. So it's just the uh, um, man, I'm I'm at a loss of words, but also I haven't stopped talking. <laughs> no, I get you. I I know I. I it could cause a it could cause a Bears fan to ramble, man, because uh, this is excitement. This is excitement. Yeah. You know what you have in this division and what your team can be capable of, especially if you guys throw Justin Fields out there sooner than later. So um, I know, I, I know, it's definitely excitement in the air. And I if Aaron Rodgers is gone, that division is open. Yes, dude. Oh man, and uh, I can. Oh man, this is gonna be really exciting. But uh, no, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers because uh, you, you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to lose him. You know, I I try to keep him on anything, anything. But uh, again, we'll. See. Uh, but yeah, Aaron Rodgers, dude. Good luck to him. And then the way even I've seen him in other interviews, and he seems so relaxed, so chill. He's definitely he knows what he's doing. He's in control. He's at peace with himself. So um, no, man, yeah. I'm all for it. Playing football or not, he he seems all right. Definitely, he seems just fine with the decision. <laughs> For uh, sure. Yeah, man, we've got. Um, I got. A, I got something interesting to talk about in the UFC, um, and I think you might like it. Uncle Dana. <laughs> Uncle Dana, did you hear me? Well, look, <laughs> we've got some rumors. Okay, you know, you you've read that they're doing an interim heavyweight title fight in the UFC, right? That's right. That's right. And I'm uh, um dude, I again, we're talking about reigning champs and Ganu just got he just beat Miotich for the belt. And now Dana White's setting up an interim. I I'm, I'm blown away. I I'm, I'm surprised and I'm I just can't believe Dana would do something like that just cuz why would you interim so quickly? That doesn't happen. Like the disrespect on Nganu. Yeah, so, right, you're going to, it's speculation, right? So you wonder, is there an injury to Nganu? Um, you wonder, maybe there's a rift between Dana White and mm-hmm. Nganu. Perhaps um, a power, because you, power you saw, shift. What's up? Yeah. Oh, I was just thinking, perhaps there's a shift in power. There's a, or even like a display of power. Like there's something, it's a, I don't want to say a pissing contest. Because this well, is. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. I think there has to be because, yeah, it, it's 
what you just said it's a power grab someone's got to prove to someone that i'm worth the money that i think i'm requesting on this fight so we've we've read about the john jones and ganu super heavyweight fight um and and both guys have really uh advertised they want this fight to happen now, they've had twitter fights they've Sure. They both talked to Dana about it. Uh, they both think they're worth, you know, thirty million for this fight. I mean, like a huge payout. Um, and Dana obviously doesn't see it that way. So the speculation really is: is with this interim fight, is this setting up an Ngannou maybe leaving the UFC because we haven't heard of John Jones really doing anything. He's not fighting. He's moving up to heavyweight. And right. they were trying to give him, like, Miotic, and they were trying to give him a couple other guys to fight. Um, and he's not interested. He's like, I want the main guy. Like, I want yeah. to move up to heavyweight to fight the champ. I've been the champ for 10 years at, you know, at light heavy, so let me get the big guy. And Dana's interested in dragging it out. So what if yes. John Jones and Francis Ngannou are going to set up their own promotion to get their own pay-per-views absolutely not include the UFC at all. Whoa. And this is why there could be the interim. Maybe Dana is either trying to save face now and right. get ahead of the storm. Yep. Or, or, or it could be like, hey, you know, if you're going to do something like this, then you know what? I'm going to, I can pull your belt and have an interim. So it's, it's very interesting. Um, I didn't even think about it. And it's something that uh, I read recently together now that you kind of you know you're, I'm, you're helping me get this whole puzzle piece together because the Francis Ngannou has a whole like agency and talent thing behind him I, I might have mentioned on the last podcast or we talked about it on the prep on the last one but he's got a whole squad a whole team he actually already put up fights in Cameroon and live streamed them and, and had like the money go to uh, just stay well he posted it and had the money stay there in Cameroon um I did, it, did I didn't even think about something like that where they would make their own promotion or do something with Showtime, just a one night event, something crazy, just like that would be absolutely amazing. And then, you know, people would want, people would pay, people, that thing would be a sellout. Well, Dana Sell- White's already pay per viewing it, man. So, so what? Someone else could do the same thing. Yes. You know, mm. the, make all this money, all this money. Oh, yep. But also, you, you know, there's a, I know it's a different league for sure. I want to mention that not all of these celebrity things, boxings, are there's money involved or it's going well. The uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, YouTube did a YouTube versus TikTok thing where all these YouTubers and TikTok fighters got into it, whatever. They got into a few um, boxing events. The of this event hasn't gotten paid. Most of the fighters haven't gotten paid. It turned into like the promote are banking all the money. The uh, event hasn't got like there's there the bill is outrageous. There's people that have not received any money. It's absolutely crazy. So you can't you know what I mean you can't just be anybody and try to throw this together. The way that the UFC or these UFC fighters in Ghana especially don't oh man uh, John Jones hasn't fought in the UFC in so long and he could you know he has some huge you know he's he's got something reserved he wants a big payout and I think it's going to be oh man I didn't even think about that I didn't even think about how it plays out for the UFC man it's exciting dude yeah to me it's got to play out this way I mean it's got the tea leaves simply say something's awry John and and Ngannou want to fight each other and and both guys um, not getting that opportunity it seems like in the UFC and getting the payday they think they deserve and really in my opinion they do deserve man I've been I think the UFC has made a lot of money and they do a good job of marketing Um, and the fight bonuses are nice but the the fighters really uh, they've expressed not getting paid enough to do this um, and I believe them, man. You can't. Th- I know. I know. Yeah, you got. I mean, this is an entertainment business, um, and I completely get the shares might not be quite what they think they want, but that's what a, a, like a collective bargaining agreement is, and they've got to really start working with the UFC and, and getting former fighters in there, start working on 
uh, like a CBA for these guys. Uh, that's that's really what the the next step is because uh, Dana White's got to do better. They got to do better. They got to want better, um, and they got to push Dana to that. So yes. uh, that's yes. really the only way. Mm-hmm. But without knocking Dana too much, this next UFC 264 on Saturday, man. The card. Oh yeah, no man. I don't knock the the guy. He's a hell <laughs> yeah. of a promoter. He's a hell of hell. A, but you got to. He's Uncle Dana. Everybody's got to improve in life, and this is one absolutely. way the fighters uh, can get him to improve. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And speaking of the fighters, man, the early prelims we have uh, Jessica I and Jennifer Maya going at it. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like early, early. They're gonna start the card off, which are some known names, things like that. But the one of the sleepers of the fight, definitely the preliminary card, or even the whole of the UFC. Uh, on the prelim, Nico Price it will be yep. fighting Michael Piera. Piera. I knew you was gonna call that fight out. I knew it. <laughs> this is just gnarly, dude. These guys are crazy. Uh, Michael Michael Piera, he is a capoeira fighter. That Brazilian Eddie Gordo. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how he no, fights. I feel you. Yeah. Nico Price, he got that up kick. One one of two up kicks knockouts on um James Vick or Mike. Man, Vick. everybody James knocked James out Vick. James Vick. <laughs> yes, dude. I, I think I think <laughs> Right? Yeah, man. Yeah, that was a, that was a good that was a good play though. Now this one will be an exciting fight. It'll it'll end quick. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, another one, real quickly. Uh, just because this guy doesn't—he's just a quiet dude. People don't talk about him much. Uh, nobody really wants to fight him because he is uh, a crazy submission artist. But there's a gentleman by the name of uh, uh, Ryan Hall, the featherweight. Look him up. He is interesting. Interesting character, Ryan Hall. Yeah, he's eight. Yeah, he's going in there featherweight fighting an undefeated fighter this week. Uh, yeah, some guy. Uh, I have never. I've never seen this guy. His name is like Ila, uh, Il- Ilya. Yeah, I see that. Topuria. Topuria. His, mm-hmm. uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, yeah, I haven't seen this guy in combat, so I'd like to see this one as well. Yeah. I, I always like watching fighters I've never seen before uh, to kind of see what kind of uh, production they're going to be in the UFC. Uh, you know, you, you can always see talent, and and you notice immediately when you start seeing guys how they, how they operate in the octagon. Uh, nerves. Amazing. Uh, you know, kind of how they react to other guys' uh, punches how, and defense. It's just mm-hmm. movement, movement and whatnot. So, uh, really, the most exciting fight on this card, not, I mean, besides the main event, uh, <laughs> is I want to see Sean O'Malley get out there. I know he's fighting a guy um, who wasn't, he wasn't supposed to fight at wow. all. This guy's coming in there. Yeah, uh, Chris. You know, it's like a two-week notice. Yeah. Yeah, and that yeah, just the two weeks. It was more like like twelve days, something like that. Well, yeah, yeah. he was supposed to be fighting. I forgot who, but yeah, the guy pulled out. Uh, on this, oh, he's got staph infection. His the yeah. got a nasty case of staph. Yeah, Luis. Uh, what was his name? Uh, I can't remember. I know. Um, I ha- maybe. Well, yeah, I can't remember at the moment. But uh, Luis Smolka. Oh yeah, Smolka, Smolka. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, Smoker got that. <laughs> Smoker got smoked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His own body. His own body. <laughs> yeah. Is that, well, that, if that's not if that's not a sign, um, that's body yeah, betrayal yeah. right there. Um, <laughs> Your body's telling you something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sean, uh, Sean O'Malley. That'd be kind of fun to watch. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm worried about Chris just because you know, I, I want to see Sean fight. Fight, but this is actually this isn't his problem. This is something you know. The other guy pulled out. Um, yeah. Fighter uh, Irene Aldana. She's on the main card. She's me fighting Yana. What have you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kaya or something. Kuyu- uh, man, that I know I butchered it, but I'm excited yeah, to see. Kuyunitskaya. Yeah, she. Yeah, I, you know what you got to look for on these fighters is a great nickname. Hopefully they have one. Yes, yes, you know, yeah. That's, that's what you go for. Oh, her nickname is Foxy. Okay. Oh, okay. But, uh, well, all right. Foxy's yeah, that's what you want. I like that. Okay. And then, you know what else I like, dude? That uh, the next three fights, the heavyweight with Taya Tuivasa versus Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy, you know, we were really riding high on him. He really was explosive. I'm, I'm kind of see um, 
and what happens next if he's progressed as a fighter. And we're gonna definitely find out against Taya because Taya, man, yes, dude, he's big, dude. So this is gonna be a just two. It's I just imagine like two just sumo wrestlers bashing into each other. This is gonna be fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, also- yeah. Tui Vasa is a known striker. He's a known guy to knock people out. But I, I really see him utilizing his, I don't know, his wrestling ability with a guy <laughs> like Hardy. I know Hardy's, uh, he's good at the sprawl. He's, he's really worked on that. Being an extra yes. ball player, he's fast as hell. He's explosive. Um, and I'd like to see his stamina, man, because we've seen him gas out. Oh yeah, uh, Greg Hardy. So I really, I, lo- I love that he's on this card. I love watching him fight. He's very exciting. Yes. Um, and and I, the whole card is really fantastic. I, the Stephen, the, the Burns, Burns and uh, Thompson fight is uh, really cool as well because very. Wonder Wonder Boy is really, he's not even looking at this fight. He's looking towards the fight after this already. So what do you think of I, that? Dude, I love it. Uh, after bouncing back from that Superman knockout punch that Anthony Pettis laid out on him, he yeah. went, took out all his aggression for three rounds on a Vicente Luca, who's got the strongest chin, the best durability in the UFC. In the UFC. It, was absolutely it was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Trey, uh, Trey, uh, uh, the, the Wonder Boy, dude. I think Gilbert Burns is going to bring out the best out of Wonder Boy. Because Gilbert is not, he's no punk bitch. <laughs> he's no I punk ain't bitch. no punk bitch neither. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, and he's looking to redeem himself after losing or uh, having an opportunity at the belt and losing to Kamaru Usman. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, I feel you. I had to get Chris Tucker on there. I was like, man, where's Chris? Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I, you're right. I think Burns, Burns is coming out here, uh, losing to Usman. Um, this is that bounce back. This is how you get your chance back. Because, yes. I mean, well, Usman about to fight Covington again, right? I believe so. I sure. I think, I, that's, I, I think that's what I've read. I don't know that that's what I want, but. Uh, I think he's gonna beat the shit out of him again. They, the people are saying, okay, I've watched the fight twice. That that Usman Covington fight. Yep. And I watched it both times, and I felt like Usman really dominated the fight. Both times. Um, but yeah, people. When I read about other people's reaction to the same fight I watched, they're saying Covington really competed and was out there like winning rounds and stuff and I'm like when did was I watching the same fight yeah uh, was it the, so was that the where he was standing around like a like a body bag like a body <laughs> bag getting his note his face his jaw was broke yeah you no know, I was like he's getting pieced apart so uh I, I mean I've read the exact opposite of what I watched so I'm like yeah. what did I witness and what did they see and was there two fights so <laughs> didn't it end with a TKO and a broken jaw and do you know what I mean like think about that like look at the result of it all and Kamaru was absolutely fine like uh, it's yeah. interesting so that's what I, that's what I'm I'm interested to see really if Burns will stop Wonder Boy in his tracks because he's already looking at the Usman fight um, and that's really what I want to see because we know uh, uh, Gilbert Burns is powerful, man. Uh, you don't look like that and ain't got strength. <laughs> and what and Wonder Boy, we know can take a punch and he's he's, he's capable, but we'll see really uh, what he looks like on his back. Yeah, basically, and that that's gonna be. I didn't even think about anything like that. Oh, because I, I just assumed it was gonna be stand up. Nah, dude, yeah. Gilbert Burns, Wonder Boy. I, I'm excited for that. And then. Dude, I feel like it's been a while. Maybe it hasn't been that long, but Conor McGregor, he's back back on uh, the main event card. He will be facing Dustin Poirier. What is this? Uh, part three. Both this of them dramatically yeah. different outcomes. So, yeah, all, bo- all three fights, I think, uh, will end in knockout fashion. But mm-hmm. that's exactly what he wants to do in this fight. Yes, I know. If you let him do it, damn it, he's gonna run roughshod all over the the freaking UFC, <laughs> dude. And, it, and it's already begun where the Conor McGregor is—he's uh, coming out with more like new quotes 
You know what I mean? It's beginning. It's beginning where this could be like the second coming of Conor McGregor, dude. There's a uh, when you put the spy line on Conor McGregor, dude, it's gonna, you're only, it's only good for the UFC and it's good for him and it's great for Poirier. I think this is gonna be a fantastic fight just because all three fights, I mean, all, both fights, the last previous fights have been absolutely amazing. And it does seem like McGregor's on a new, like he's almost like back to himself. Dustin Poirier has been the best he's ever been. Like, I'm excited to see both of these guys. I do think that Poirier has a chip on his shoulder. He's still scratching to survive he's still got that hunger that mcgregor no longer has but i'm not i'm not saying anything against mcgregor that dude his left hand you know what i mean no i feel you yeah we both can agree that poirier lately has shown that he's a more consistent uh he wants it more yes yeah but connor big name big fighter uh we saw him do boxing and we weren't sure that he wanted to do UFC and even after losing the last fight they you read the reports and it says that he was really focused on fighting Pacquiao and boxing <laughs> so he was training for boxing for the last fight with Poirier so he was not yeah. focused on the leg kicks that were just breaking him down for the first, you know, two rounds of the end, the whole fight. Right. Um, yeah. So I real that's really the the drawback. If Connor was training like he was supposed to, he's gonna go in there and win this fight by knockout. I think he's that's that's fact. Uh, but Dustin to me is a more calculated fighter. I just think he's gonna go in there uh, and just get caught. Yeah. Connor's uh, too tricky. Very tricky. And but it's funny, uh Dustin Poirier, I mean Nate Diaz, Khabib Nurmagomedov submitted Conor McGregor, but it was Dustin Poirier who uh first ever got the knockout or well, well how do I say that? Like Conor McGregor was first knockout in MMA. He was knocked out the first time. Was yeah, against the first time he was KO'd, absolutely. Yes, so he thank you. Submitted thank twice. You. He was finished twice before, but he was knocked out never. So it was a knockout. Tough. And I think Dustin's gonna keep that same energy, especially against who I'm telling you, man. It's he's back and he's coming. He's louder. He's louder. I, this is gonna be very exciting because Dustin Poirier has an opportunity to kind of just stamp that out now before it turns into this thing. Because I'm telling you, this is I, I'm, I'm really excited for part so you, three. So you're you're going Dustin Poirier wins this one. I'm going with Poria, yeah. And again, yeah. I do, well, similar, similar. I, it, it's it's gonna go, yeah. it's gonna go down. Somebody's gonna drop. Yeah. Absolutely, it wouldn't shock me at all if Poria wins because it's the fight game, right? Yes. Two, yeah. two great strikers going in there. I think the difference this time, like I said, Connor checks those kicks. He gets out of the way. He fights more karate style, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think he's just gonna keep his distance and strike his ass off, man. I, we're gonna see some stuff out of Connor, in my opinion. If uh, it's really you gotta, you, you want him to train. If he trained, man, like I think he did. If he trained like I think he did, he goes in there and wins this fight on a, a fight on an amazing strike battle. Um, yes. and it won't last more than three rounds. I mean, this, this, if Connor wins, it's a two round fight. Mm-hmm. I think if it goes further than that, if it can go, if 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 Dustin can drag him out into the fourth round, then sure I could see him winning. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, I'm excited, dude. I I do. I mean, whenever we do talk about the UFC, I feel like this is where I really where all my thoughts connect and everything kind of makes sense in life. <laughs> I can really feel. Yeah, 264 UFC 264 July 10th. Man. Amazing card, lots, man, lots to be excited about. For sure, absolutely, yes, man, man, what an exciting show! I want to end this lovely episode with a little bit of a flavor, bro. What do you think about something like that? Man, you know I love the flavor. You so, you so wicked smart. man, that is so funny, uh, dude. Uh, I I have my go-tos. My I'm sure we're all we're we're all similar. We all have like whether you have your sweet tooth or go-to drink or whatever. You know, there's always something that you can. Uh, no matter what you're going through, if you're having a great day, if you're having a bad day, you know you can reach for something and just enjoy it. Well, the thing that I'm always snacking on, man, are the 
Oh. <laughs> the peanut M&Ms, my friend. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Let me finish, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> but those oh, peanut M&Ms, dude, like they hit the spot. I went to um, I went to the theaters over the weekend on a date. Yes. Dude, it was on a date. And uh, I went to the dollar Ooh. store beforehand and picked up a bunch of... I'll, I'll tell you about it. I don't want to... I'll tell you about it. But I went to the dollar store and picked up a bunch of different snacks, dude. And the peanut M&Ms were the hit out of everything else there. So it's it's funny because uh, I I always have a box on me or something or a bag on me. Sometimes I'm, I'll find an M&M in the bed. <laughs> dude, that's, that's second, uh, second helping right there. You're like, yes. Yeah, didn't know I lost you. I'm so yeah. glad I found you. Don't even. I don't even blow it off or clean or nothing. I just grab it, just eat it right early in the morning, dude. Like I'm still waking up and chewing on an M M&M. and M. Yeah, it's like melted <laughs> to your leg a little bit. You're like, oh yeah, this is all right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, well that. From one good flavor to another, you went sweet. I'm going a little savory, I could say. I've got, man, I'm making some homemade mac and cheese today. Um, oh. I'm making it. This is the first time I made it. I'm making it with uh, smoked Gouda and uh, pepper jack cheese. So uh, this is the first time I'm doing the Gouda. I've never, I've never bought Gouda before. Uh, so I'm really excited. My hand shredded myself, both of them, and uh, got my little. Got my little shredder, you know. We're gonna do this yes, out here. Dude. So yeah, how this uh, whole thing pans out, but I I've never had <laughs> mac and cheese gouda, so I'm like super excited. Gouda's my favorite cheese. Yes. Man, about this. That's, I uh, hope it's that's... gouda, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, 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 for real. I was about to say something, yes, dude. Yeah. Uh, please, please let me know. Cause I know well you we since I mean, because we've been doing this, dude, episode 143, dude. We, since episode one, we've been talking about how you've been enjoying cooking, and you're, you know, you've always been a man behind the, the you know, you've been a man in the kitchen there. So, man dude, behind the me yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was trying to put together because I know I've seen you, I've seen you do, man, I've seen you whip up the oven, I've seen you uh, grill, man, definitely whip up some pastas. I think one time you even made tacos, dude. You know, I've seen you whip up quite a bit, man. So. Dude, break that oven out, man. You make yourself some good-ass, Gouda-ass mac and cheese, dude. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. And I, I will do my best today. Uh, and we'll see how it goes. For sure. Well, man, it's funny. We always try to keep these short and sweet. But uh, nah, today we're feeling it. I'm, I'm really happy everybody else is. Hopefully they're feeling it, too. Hopefully they're in a safe place. Just keep enjoying the show. Um, keep continue like follow us continue to look us up on Instagram and twi- Twitter where it's at the record podcast the Facebook page where it's at the record podcast you know what I'm saying hit us up well, leave us the voicemail on Anchor check us out on iTunes Spotify especially Anchor really <laughs> yeah, uh, 20th Town IndiePod you know shout out to these guys You're like it's, it's always great always great and uh, well no I just appreciate you guys listening thank you guys again Thank you. Meditate. Make it go away. <laughs>